following program was made possible by Ward's lawyers. Find us at wardlegal.ca. About eight months ago on this program, you heard my Zoom conversation with Bill McCallum, the owner of a couple of electric vehicles, but I figured it's time to get a first-hand in-person look and feel and, spoiler alert, a drive of a non-combustion engine car. So which one is yours? This one. This is your vehicle here? This is, yes, it is. And it is fully electric? It is fully electric. I'd be thrilled if you could take me for a spin in it. Sure. C of KL EV owner and dedicated environmentalist Ginny Calling took me on a quiet ride recently leading up to an EV public information event on Kent Street this Saturday, August 20th, with many EVs on display. Also, my chat with Kat Duval, a teacher in Kawartha Lakes who is interrupting her summer vacation to teach. But we're not talking summer school here. Kat is part of Teacher Mentors Abroad. That's coming up. And we'll hear from the two entrepreneurs who, thank goodness, are bringing a coffee spot back to Lindsay, right next to that former one. Will it be as beloved? Well, they say it will. My name is Denny Gringell, and this is the Advocate Podcast, Stories from Kawartha Lakes, the Summer Edition. Do you want to start off by driving, or do you want me to drive? I think I want you to drive and first, just, just to give me a, a primer on it. This looks like just any regular conventional uh, oh, yeah. vehicle. I guess the one thing, and I'm doing this now when I go into parking lots, I'm looking for the... Uh, for the the gas cap and if there's not a gas cap i'm guessing it's an electric vehicle so yes. where where is your charge cap if there is one it's right here there's oh. also not much of an exhaust right if i'm doing a level two charger like i have at home or a level one charger i take off the one cap and if i'm doing a fast charger i take off the two caps Okay, so you can't do a fast charge at home, correct? No, no, you can't. Could you not just plug it into a regular conventional plug if you had, if you yes. had to? Um, level one, yes. So level one. If you've got a three-prong outlet on the outside of your house, then and that's what I did when I went to uh, my sister's place near Halifax. Oh. When once I got to her house, I just pulled out my my cord that came with the car and I plugged it into their outlet. Uh, it's level three charging. You can charge in. 20 to 60 minutes, so it's minutes. Level two, I have at home hours, like overnight or three or four hours, five hours. And level one, the three-prong outlet, uh, days. <laughs> really? Uh, somebody yeah. told me seven kilometers uh, per hour. It would take you an hour to charge seven kilometers worth of, of batteries. Does that make sense? Yeah, about that. Oh. About that. So. so don't be in a hurry if that, but as a last resort, if you have to get yeah. to the real proper charging station. Or I'm at a friend's house and I'm going to be there for a couple of days, no problem. All right. Okay, well, from the outside, it looks very much conventionally... Actually, it looks a little space-agey. I'm not seeing the, the typical kind of grill I would in a, in a regular exactly. car. Exactly. So the, the grill is different. But this is a Kona, and I think this is the only electric vehicle that's based on a gas-powered vehicle. So the Kona gas-powered is looks pretty much the same. Does it perform the same? Will there be all-wheel drive. That's my immediate reaction. Living in the country is, okay, how's this going to handle the snow? Um, this handles in the snow, just, it's front-wheel drive. It's front-wheel drive? It's okay. front-wheel drive, and it's fine. It's good. All right. Well, let's see what so. it's like in non-snow weather. Okay. I can just hop in any... Yeah. 
a regular conventional handle, I kind of like that. Don't go far. Ginny Calling takes me for a spin, a quiet electric spin in her electric vehicle later in the show. Teacher Mentors Abroad, also known as TMA, that is a Canadian not-for-profit organization that helps teachers in marginalized communities improve their instructional practice to ultimately help their students succeed. TMA recruits teachers from all over the country, each of whom assumes most of the cost to travel to these communities to offer their services as teacher mentors. The Dominican Republic is where you'll find a team of such teachers, mentoring teachers of that country. It's also where you'll find Kat Duval, a biology teacher at I.E. Weldon Secondary School in Kawartha Lakes. She also lives in Oakwood. This is Kat's first trip as a volunteer mentor with TMA. She joins me now via Zoom from the Dominican Republic. Hi, Kat. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? I'm well. Hey, I, it's now evening here as, as it is in the Dominican Republic, or I, get, I guess I can refer to it as the DR. Why don't you describe to me your day, what a, what a full day as a teacher mentor in the DR is like? Well, we, are, uh, we get up usually around... Uh, six-ish and our wonderful hosts serve us this beautiful breakfast um, and then we gather our materials and walk over to the church through the neighborhood and we spend the day there then we try to get the mentors there by nine so we try to get started by nine and we're there till four well this was your first time your first uh, venture into this so describe to me that that feeling when you walked into that church where you were going to be mentoring teachers from that country what what was going through your mind Pretty excited, uh, a little nervous, of course, because I hadn't done this before. I'm pretty excited to be helping, you know, teachers in the Dominican help their students. Do they try and pair up secondary school teachers from our country with secondary school teachers in that country? I'm just wondering if there's a, a more direct correlation between the two of you. Not so much. Uh, so we teach strategies that can be used at all levels. Yeah, okay. so it doesn't really matter what level you're teaching at. Talk to me about some of those strategies. What are you... Uh, what kind of things are you teaching them? We go mostly off of a book that's called Tribes, and it's about building community in the classroom. So creating a safe space for learning um, for so that the students are more engaged and more willing and feel safe in order to learn effectively. This book has a whole bunch of strategies in it. There are things like, uh, we call them energizers to get the kids up and moving. Um, and there are other strategies that are get to know you strategies so that the students in the classroom get to know who else is in their classroom. Um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful resource. I really think that we could probably use more of that in Canada, to be honest. Can you give me an example of one of those strategies? I, that's the one I, I, that has piqued my interest, the idea of getting the, the students to know each other. Give me an example of what you would use that we would use here in Canada that a teacher there would go, huh, you know what, let's try that here. Okay, so uh, a very simple one is the inside-outside circle. So you have the students, uh, one group of students line up in, in a circle, another group of students is uh, around them. We have two people facing each other. And then, you know, we can, they can have a conversation. They can introduce themselves and they can say, you know, one thing about them that is special or what they want people to know about them, you know, and then you can take like two steps to the right and then you can repeat the process so you get to know people in your classroom. Hey, what was the teacher's reaction when you came to them with this this strategy, which they may not have 
even considered before. I think they liked it. Everybody seemed to have, be having a very good time. I think they're very um, enthusiastic uh, and they care deeply, deeply about their students' success. I just don't think that they have equal access to um, professional development like we do. And so they use more of a, a technique that say, we would have used 20 years ago, like the stand and deliver type of of technique this whole tribes thing is trying to get them out of that comfort zone of you know being the sage on the stage and get them to be more of the facilitator have you watched that kind of transformation even in a few days just some of these teachers going okay i'm gonna try this let's let's see how it goes what but i just wonder what you're smiling so it sounds like you've had already some early success here I, I don't know if I could say I've seen that personally because I don't think that I've spent enough time with them. I've only been there two days. But what we're who we're working with right now are mentors. So they're going to take the, the strategies and techniques that they've gotten in the past uh, couple of days. And also a lot of them have had this in the past years. And we're going tomorrow to a different city where they're going to teach all these strategies or at least some of them to teachers. Now, I recognize your role there is to teach teachers who will go on to teach teachers. But even in two days, is there anything you've learned from them or even about yourself via them as a teacher? Um, I have learned that they are willing and open um, to learning new things and they really want to learn new things. I've learned that they are a little bit nervous about trying these new strategies in the classroom which I think is quite normal. And I've learned that I love working with them. Hmm. We're in the same time zone, I, I recognize, but I'm, I'm just wondering how far away do you feel right now, Kat, from, from your classroom and from IE Weldon and, and from your home in Oakwood? How, how far away does it feel right now? It feels very far away. It's a completely different culture, right? Um, <sighs> As you can hear outside, um, it's a very noisy, boisterous place. There's roosters crowing all all hours of the night. There's dogs barking. Uh, there's constant traffic, quite loud, back and forth. Uh, there's no, there's, on the windows, there's grates. And there's like a grate at the door. And then you go out and then there's another grate at the street. So everything is sort of very secure like there's grates everywhere it's, it's quite different from what we're used to yeah well what's tell me about that because you don't have that uh, at ie weldon or any school here in, in in canada really for the most part so what's it like when you walked in there and you, and you saw just how protective and, and secure that is i was thinking we're pretty lucky where we're living right now we're very very lucky to be living in ontario where we don't have to worry about personal security like that Maybe just finally here, Kat, a lot of teachers, most of them, I would guess, they they use this time, the summer off, to recharge, especially these past few years, given what you've all gone through. And yet here you are and, and your colleagues there right now, uh, you're back teaching, not not only for no financial compensation, but you're you're funding much of your own trip. Why? Why would what would motivate you to do that? Because I believe every child deserves a good education. In order to make the world a better place, we have to reach the children because they're the future. And if the children are better educated, then the world can become a better place. And so this is just a small little starting spot.
My thanks to Kat Duval, a resident of Oakwood and a secondary school biology teacher here in Corth Lakes. Kat was in the Dominican Republic when we spoke. She was part of Teacher Mentors Abroad. That is a Canadian nonprofit organization that sends teachers from our country to mentor teachers in marginalized communities in other countries. To learn more and to donate to TMA, go to teachermentors.ca. My name is Riley Ray from Wards Lawyers and Lindsay, your official sponsor of the Advocate Podcast Stories from Cortha Lakes. Earlier in the program, you heard me outside Ginny Collings' car. Not just any car, but a fully electric vehicle. It was a kind of taste of what I can expect at the Plug and Drive EV Information Day this coming Saturday, August 20th on Kent Street in Lindsay. Well, in this segment, Ginny is in the driver's seat. I'm her passenger, equipped with many, many EV-related questions. You can you can drive EV and answer questions at the same time? Sure. Okay. I couldn't do that when I first bought it, probably. Really? Why is that? <laughs> because I was just so nervous about everything, and I didn't know where all the buttons were. Okay, well, let's talk a bit about that nervousness before we get started here, because I can get easily intimidated. Talk, talk to my sons about how often I've said, hey, how do I work this app thing? Mm-hmm. I hate sounding like a Luddite. Mm-hmm. And when I look at this car, a lot of it looks like a regular conventional vehicle. You even have the push-button start, which we have in our vehicle. Right. But there is that screen there. This version of the Kona came with a nav system that shows me where the charging nearest charging stations are. Okay, so when you call this up, it'll tell you where you can charge up? As long as I'm using the navigator, yes. So turn it on. How long did it take you to get used to that? Um, a few weeks. What I'm more curious about is you're running low on, I guess I can't say fuel. I'm not even sure what the vernacular is. to the highlighted route, then the route guidance will start. Oh, Sorry to interrupt sure. her. What did she say? <laughs> Please proceed to the highlighted route, and then the route gu- guidance will start. So, so why don't we go over there? Sure. And uh, show me how you would charge if you were going to charging. Okay. Again, I'm not hearing anything. It's like being in a big golf cart. This had to take some getting used to the idea of driving and not feeling any, any acceleration. Yeah. Your route guidance is finished. Well, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I'm looking at that charging station through the windshield, mm-hmm. and, and I'm already intimidated. I had to, first of all, I had to learn the difference between a Chadmo nozzle and the CCS that they have up there, and mine is CCS. I've never seen anybody use Chadmo. I think that's for imported autos but I mean this comes from somewhere else I honestly thought it was just one one standard thing that fits into every car and not so that would be really nice and then you have the Tesla chargers I can't use those on my trip out east this summer I was parked next to a Tesla pulled in wanted to use the charger I was using and he couldn't but there was a slower charger next to me so he used that one he pulled out an adapter that came with his car and he could use the CCS um, stations but I can't use a Tesla station so maybe can you walk me out here and just show me what you would do thanks you know which one to pull off there this is a fast charger okay so you would plug that into your car yep and then much like you would a conventional gas pump yes well that's a little bit easier than plugging in my phone frankly mm-hmm. how long did it take you to get used to that not long no no, no not long it was prob- probably understanding the different types of chargers and the fact that you know you 
level two, you just uh, remove the one cap, and level three, you use remove two caps. Typically, how low would you let it run before you, you come out to a place like this to, to um, fill up, as it were? I don't like to let it get much below 100. 100, what does that mean? 100 kilometers, sorry. Meaning? Range. Oh, range, so. So I look at range. When you've got like 100 kilometers left on your battery, and you would yeah. plug this in, and then, and then what? Do you just sit in your car and read and wait, or? Most places that I stop, I try and stop someplace where there's something to do. So I'll go in and grab lunch. Um, one place on my trip out east, there was a hiking trail right there really? <laughs> with my name on it. So I went for a walk for half an hour. So it, there's always something to do. I had my first lobster roll on the road when I, when I was really? charging. Yeah, so it was good. For this kind of a vehicle, that, that's part of the, almost the, uh, the understanding that you're charging it and while it's charging it, you leave your car there and you're out yeah. doing errands? Yeah, you can do that. A fast charger will take anywhere, depends on how low your range is, 20 to 60 minutes generally. You are listening to the Advocate Podcast, stories from, hang on. Ah, I just got to take a sip of that coffee there. Whew. Yeah, stories from Kawartha Lakes. And here's a story we're glad to share with you. Downtown Lindsay will once again have a coffee, not just a coffee shop, but a coffee gathering place. Of course, we are all mourning the loss of Boiling Over, but right next door to the former Boiling Over, Kindred. That is a brand new coffee place opening soon. You can read Advocate Magazine publisher Roderick Benz's piece about this new venture from Victoria Jessup and Dara Bergeron. That is on the Advocate Online. He visited the still under construction kindred and spoke to both those young women. But right now, for your ears, you can hear these two entrepreneurs answering Roderick's question, what kind of vibe will kindred have? I feel like the town is lacking spaces that are built for millennials and Gen Zers. There aren't a lot of places that really offer like the ability to go work independently in a space where you know what I mean without uh, having like, to have the pressure to like consume a whole meal or something, right? So I think like we've heard from some other entrepreneurs we know and friends that are like looking for a place they can come by themselves with their laptop or meet yeah. a friend. Um, so kind of a gathering space, I think, is something that is important to me and something I've really missed. We want to be inclusive to other people and different mm -hmm. age groups and stuff, so. Gen Z to Gen X crowd, who yeah. like is a more digitally nomadic type. Um, the college students even in town, there's just not really been anywhere that's for us. Really going for the person, the consumer, like I think who is just not satisfied by Tim Hortons. Where it isn't just getting the caffeine fix to get you to work, it's more like actually enjoying the beverage and it's a little bit of luxury. Spotify or Apple Podcasts or maybe Podbean, maybe that's what you're listening to our show on right now. And you're doing it for free thanks to our official sponsor, Ward's Lawyers. For all your legal needs, Chris Award and her team, they have you covered. I know from whence I speak because I have used them and was so pleased with their service. Find out what they can do for you at wardlegal.ca. Okay, dear listeners, fasten your seatbelts because now I get behind the wheel of Ginny Collings' fully battery-operated car. 
Okay, so if you're up for it, let's switch seats, I guess. We're sure. in, are we in park? Is that the proper vernacular this is, for this yeah, vehicle? Yeah, we're, we're in, in park. park. Already I feel like it's a normal vehicle. I hate to say normal because maybe this is what normal is. Can I readjust the uh, the mirror here or uh, yes, absolutely. am I going to drain the battery no. doing that? No. <laughs> no. no. All right. But one of the things that, you know, and that's the other thing I had to get used to is I'm used to flicking that at night, you know, flicking it back and forth because right. of headlights behind and it does it automatically. Once it's adjusted for you, you don't have to touch it. I would be that guy, I must admit, I'm, I'm always very conscious of electricity in the house, electricity in water. Okay, uh, I'm turning on the radio. How much how much juice am I sucking from that? When I turn it on or off, see the kilometer range at the top there of the screen on the right? 323, yes. Yeah. If I turn the nav system or the radio on or off, that doesn't budge. Oh, okay, so I well know that's reassuring. That it's minimal. I see an icon of the green car. What does that mean? I think it means we're ready to drive. Okay. All right. So I see that the parking brake is on. Can I unpaddle that? Is that the word? Or can I hit the brake? Um, it, well, park, no, it'll just release once you start driving. I'm already looking for a shifter. You saw my hand move there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. So I just, uh, so I don't have to hit the brake. Just hit the gas or the hit, no, hit drive over here. Yeah. That's the other adjustment. It's not a gas pedal, it's an accelerator. An accelerator, okay, or the pedal. Okay, so I'm in park now because I can see the light on top of the yeah, key. Yeah, you have to put your, your foot on the brake before you okay, hit do drive. Okay, And then I hit drive? Yep. And then yeah, that's my shifter in a sense, it's just buttons. Yeah. Alright, here we go. And then you just go, and it drives like any other car. Uh, yeah, except I'm used to that revving, which I'm not going to say is necessarily a good thing. Now, Hyundai added a bit of noise at low speed so you can hear something a little bit of a whir noise you mean they added noise just psychologically so i know it's moving no so that pedestrians have fair warning oh okay <laughs> i think that's it okay. i'm already feeling virtuous i'm not <laughs> and i'm not overstating that <laughs> yeah it, it it's a nice feeling it is a nice feeling that you're not contributing as much to right. that global crisis we're in. I appreciate that you're conscious of using the words as much. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's important. It is. It is. And I also appreciate the fact that I'm in a position where I can do things like buy an electric car. And not everybody is. I read a little something on the internet re uh, recently, a little poster, and it was, we're not all in the same boat. We're in the same storm. Some of us are in a yacht, some of us are in a canoe, and some of us are drowning. I figure I'm not in a yacht, but I'm I'm in a very nice canoe. <laughs> okay, this was interesting because I just let, I, I took my foot off the accelerator, mm -hmm. and it really, it doesn't coast. No. Like you have, you can't take your foot off it almost. It's like, almost like you have to ease it off. Now, if you don't like that feeling, you can use the paddle on this side and take that regenerator braking right off completely. It'll feel more normal. So, yeah, that pole is the regenerative braking. And that's a good thing for the battery if I, yeah. if oh, I yes, can learn for, to adjust for that? I probably, uh, I get a monthly report showing how my systems are and all this kind of stuff and how many kilometers I drove and how many kilowatt hours I burned through. I generally regenerate something like 400 kilometers a month. All I have to do is get used to that feeling mm -hmm. and I get more battery life. Really, yes. that's what it comes down to. Yeah, more distance, yes. This is not a knee-jerk 
purchase, Ginny, people, you know, would have to give this a lot of thought. It's not an impulse buy. Mm -hmm. Can you describe how you came to that point when you went, all right, I'm, I'm going to make this leap? Well, I'd been thinking about it since I started doing climate change presentations. I was trained by Al Gore in 2017. Um, a couple of times doing presentations, somebody would say, after, you know, saying, you know, electric vehicles are a great solution to, par partial solution to the issue and that kind of thing. Well, how did you get here? And I was feeling like, what? I've been driving a gas-powered vehicle because that's conventionally what we do. Was there a little bit of guilt? Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to walk the talk as soon as I could. Let's say I've checked off all of those boxes. Short trips, uh, we even have the funds to do it. Mm -hmm. But I'm still on the fence psychologically. What would you suggest to me to get over that hump? Jump. Take the jump. Hi, I'm Ginny Calling. I live south of Little Britain. And you're listening to The Advocate Podcast, Stories from Fourth Lakes. If your EV interest has been piqued via my demo with Ginny Calling and her electric car, we'll mark this date down. Saturday, August 20th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., Ken Street in Lindsay, right in front of the Corthel Lakes Public Library. That's where you'll find an array of EVs on display and some folks from the nonprofit organization Plug and Drive to answer your questions. You can find our official sponsor at wardlegal.ca. Reach out to Ward's lawyers for all your legal needs. Carissa Ward and her team of lawyers, they have you covered. You can contact our show via our Facebook page. Gerald Van Halteren is responsible for our fine, fine theme music and bridges. The Advocate Podcast, Stories from Kawartha Lakes, is written, hosted, and produced by me, Denis Grignon. We're back in two weeks. Until then, hey, maybe we'll see you amongst the EVs on Saturday. Talk to you soon. Twenty nineteen, my mom passed away. She had a good long life. She was ninety eight and a half, oh living in her own home. So my mom was wonderful. She, I showed her an inconvenient sequel, the sequel to an inconvenient truth, a couple of years before she died, and she said, "Jenny, what can I do? I didn't realize things were so bad." Her, her, her name was Kay, so she's done something for the environment. The little bit of money I inherited, I bought this car. This is my Kay car.